Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Thursday, January 4th. First Thursday of the month, we catch up with things going on in Holland City Hall with the Holland City Manager, Keith Van Beek, on the other side of our table this morning. Keith, good morning. Happy 2024, Gary. Good to be here. Happy New Year to you and to all at City Hall. If you have a question about what's going on in Holland, Keith, be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450-616-395-1450. Before we talk about some of the things going on in the city, and we will spend some time at length about the budget-making process, I want to first start with your greeting. Happy 2024. In the City of Holland newsletter that was emailed this week to uh, those residents and interested uh, interested parties, including this particular broadcaster, there is an item called Resolve to be More Neighborly in 24. A great neighborhood starts with you. Yeah, I think uh, that was an effort of one of our planners upstairs, Mark Cornelis. Some of the listeners might know Mark. Mark um, not only does um, various items for planning, but he also is what we call our CDBG planner. CDBG is one of those wonderful government acronyms. It's the Community Development Block Grant Program. And specifically, that's a program where there's, um, for decades now, targeted funds that come from the federal government, but then can only be used on targeted specific things. And typically, they're things that can only be spent um, with those funds, um, regular taxpayer funds, quite often we can't use on programs that we can use the CDBG funds for. But a lot of times it has to do with different neighborhood grants or different programs that we're doing with neighborhood connector programs or the like. So I think Mark just found um, an example from another community with the connections that he had. And uh, I really appreciate that he put it out there. It was just kind of a reminder. And maybe that's your reference there, Gary, of 2024. I think some of us believe that maybe 2024 might be one of those years that kind of wears and tears at some of our grace for each other and some of our differences. And and I really appreciate Mark and um, putting that out is just a reminder to be neighborly. Considering that uh, come November, there might be tensions <laughs> after the on the first and after the first Tuesday of the month. And yet we're all... Hollanders or Zealanders or the like. We're so um I yeah, I, I think it's a good reminder and I appreciate it. 616-395-1450. Good morning. You're on the line with the city manager. Good morning. I wonder if uh the manager could give me a answer. I live at uh Wildwood Creek Manor on Deacon Avenue and when we move here, we're given a list of rules uh, that we're supposed to abide by. This is Holland City. 
by the way. But it uh, seems like the rules only apply to certain people. Uh, a few years ago, the, this is supposed to have turned into a no-smoking place, but the house still, always still seems like smoke different times. And uh, the laundry rooms even have a list up that the noise is supposed to quit at, at 11 o'clock. And their stereo is blaring at uh, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I've left uh, talked to the manager here, and the owners are in California. I've been leaving messages in California, and my phone calls don't get returned, and I was just wondering what the answer would be. And we'll see what the, uh, what the city manager would say. Thank you very much for the call. Yeah, I recognize the voice of this gentleman. I have talked to him a few times. Um, and... You know, there still is an element of when people um, have contracts. I'll, I'll call them private contracts, if you were, um, between individuals and corporations. And the city doesn't have the ability to step into and just unilaterally enforce or, um, you know, have power over those types of things. So while we get calls like this, similar to this gentleman periodically about a contract, it's probably a rental contract that he has with a with a apartment community or condo community. Um, I I don't have magical powers to reach in and and, and uh, always intervene on that. What I have suggested is we do have nor noise ordinances, maybe separate than what potentially is in that private um, rental arrangement, so that if there is a noise complaint, um, you'd call the non-emergency number of the police department. Um, but with noise complaints always, it's something that we need to actually be there to observe and hear, if you would, the, the noise complaint. So, yeah, a, a lot, we get a lot of calls sometimes where, I, where we're certainly sympathetic of someone. It kind of goes along to that neighborly thing, Gary. Um, you know, sometimes there are disagreements. But the city doesn't have the power to step in and enforce or, or solve all of those disagreements that always happen. And we certainly recognize that because there's a very large and active court system beyond that, which is under the purview of the city of Holland. Without making it sound like a curveball question, city manager Keith Van Beek, in what ways can the city step in in a living situation, there should be, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and tell me whether or not it's something that you need to do a little research on. What ways can the city step in in a living situation to say, that's enough, we need to step in? I would assume there are some health situations that would re require that. Yeah, you probably recall that there have been. In the, in the past decade, we've had some instances of and I'll say hotels certainly sometimes fall into these, but other rental quarters fall into these. But they're usually more about health and safety type items. So cleanliness or um, sometimes bugs. Um, accessibility, accessibility for those, buildings that were built after a certain time. Yeah, although... Off the top of my head, Gary, some of the, those accessibility type things that might be more <clears throat> if they're doing upgrades and then some of those new accessibility standards come in and then that would be like a, a building code mm -hmm. item. 
it's not that we go out and randomly, you know, if somebody calls the city and say, Hey, they're violating it. Can you check? Sometimes, but I just want to be careful on the accessibility type thing because accessibility sometimes, like if you haven't made an upgrade, um, you don't necessarily, my understanding of the building code, which again is not city of Holland building code. It's It's federal international and federal state building code does allow for something to stay in current standard, but then when you do an upgrade, then you need to come in compliance with the current standards. I will say in a matter of being transparent, when we renovated this building on the inside in, you know, now basically 20 years ago, we didn't do much outside because that would have necessitated us putting ramps in to uh, adjust to Americans with Disabilities Act situations. Great, great example, Gary. And and that's where it gets into where it, it, it gets very involved. And that's why we have very good um, building inspectors and zoning and, you know, building and zoning people that understand all of that and then in, enforce that correctly. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for Holland City Manager Keith Van Beek, 616-395-1450. Keith, one more t- question along the lines of time of year dealing with post-holiday debris. He'd call it debris, but Christmas tree gets a little dry, need to put it away, and not everybody has yards to be able to leave a shelter for the birds. But uh, dealing with not only trees, but also the extra rubbish that comes in because, you know, Somebody's, you got to put all that wrapping paper away, you know. <laughs> exactly. Talk yeah. a little bit about some of the uh, cleanup efforts in that regard. Yeah. First of all, for trees, um, Holland residents, again, I know your airwaves go beyond that, but I know wherever, whatever township or city, uh, check with them um, as to what programs that they have. But in Holland City, you can leave your tree. Please take all the stuff off it. Um, but curbside, um, through January 7. So what's my math there? I think that would be through Sunday. That's through Sunday. And then they come through and do a special pickup. I'm sure that they do that on Monday. Um, but it could be early. Um, but then additionally, if you want to keep your tree up longer, you just can't get to it. You can still bring it to Bouse Pool, um, the parking lot there at Bouse Pool, roughly the corner of 16th and Fairbanks, and there's a place there where you can deposit your own tree, again, absent all of the other stuff and decorations on that tree, as we do recycle those. I hope they aren't dumping the trees into the empty pool. (laughs) No, they'd have a hard time getting through there. Those are secured, but we do have uh, containers there. It'll it'll be clear where you dump that. And then also, I think there have been some nice articles that we've put out um, that talk about um, your wrapping paper and your cardboard and all the other things and how best to dispose of that because some of it is recyclable that in the city that you could put it in those blue containers with the orange tops and other of it is not and you do have to put it in your trash container. Uh, But just go to... Um, the city website, um, 
you know, just on the search function, take a look at um, recycling or trash and recycling, and then you can get directions on um, what you should do with various items. There is about another week or so left for those who are interested in getting their input into the City of Holland's Parks and Recreation Department's master plan because the 13th of January is when the comment period closes. Yeah, it was great. Um, I was there for a couple open houses that we had at City Hall. Um, some attended. I wouldn't say it was heavily attended, but it was great. Uh, had boards of you know, over overviews of every park that we have in the city. So definitely would encourage people um, to go on to the city website. I'm sure you can find that pretty simply on the site. Just search park and master um, parks master plan. And you'll see the draft plan as it is um, with a lot of nice graphics and, of course, with wording. And then what you can do is uh, make any comments, and we would welcome and encourage people doing that. Now, let's talk a little bit about public input in a different matter. Uh, the annual budget process is underway. For fiscal 2025, that fiscal year begins on July 1st. And the first really substantial step in the process began on Wednesday night with the first of two Coffee with Council sessions. First of all, how did that Wednesday night uh, session go? Yeah, it was good. Um, that's always, it's a little abbreviated. We kind of shoehorn it in, right? It's one hour right before the regular council meeting. So we had a handful of citizens there last night, um, which was great. Um, not disappointed in that at all. And yet this Saturday um, at the um, Holland Civic Center place in the atrium, um, and Sometimes we get a little bit more traffic because we also have the indoor farmer's market this Saturday. Um, but from 9 to 11.30, there will be some light refreshments, which is always a good draw. But you also, it should be a draw that you can meet mayor and council and staff members and share your thoughts, your ideas of things maybe that are going well and maybe some things that you'd like to see improved. And that does, Gary, kick off... Um, what I think is a tried and true, and we're always looking to improve it in different ways, but a process that starts with the public of giving input and thoughts that then is handed off to council and department heads and then staff, ultimately producing what I always like to remind people of are two documents. The biggest and the most important of that is the city budget. And our city budget is a July 1 to, to June 30 document. So we are now actively starting the process of building that FY 2025 budget. And man, we're just a week into 2024, and I'm already talking about 2025. But that's because there's a lot of work and thought and effort that gets put into that. So that's one document. The most important document is that budget document. But we've also developed over the last six years a strategic and business plan that I think is really, you know, integrated right into that budget. And that talks about strategic kind of more multi-year um, foundational things that while you might tweak it, those probably stay a little bit more steady. 
And then there's an annual business plan that delivers on that strategic plan and then obviously works very strongly in concert with the budget to make sure we're accomplishing the priorities that the community sets before council and then that the council assigns, if you would, to staff through me at the city council retreat. Keith, on that uh, first session of the Coffee with Council, you said it was somewhat abbreviated and shoehorned, but uh, what topics did you hear or maybe overheard from some of the uh, constituents and some of the uh, other uh, uh, people that would be interested uh, that uh, maybe, okay, we'll think about that. (laughs) Yeah, so I actually last night didn't hear anything that was wow, we haven't thought of that, or um, boy, we we really want you to do something new. Um, quite often, the discussions are people that we're familiar with and or their questions about, man, we're really excited about things that we've heard about. Where are they in process and when are they going to get done? And we, we happen to, I, I think, Gary, find ourselves in one of those kind of extended times where the city has been um, had a disproportionate number of very large multi-year projects that we're still in process with. So I could rattle some of those off, whether that be Holland City Fiber with the Holland Board of Public Works, which is really exciting, and people are going to start seeing a lot more information and 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 things happening in in early 2024 with that. Whether it be Sixth Street getting completed, and now the next component of Sixth Street that we all look forward to is the ice rink, Colland Ice Rink project. Um, whether it be, we certainly have a fire station that's getting closer to completion on Waverly, um, corner of 32nd and Waverly. But right after that happens, we're going to go back into Collin Park and we're going to renovate the Collin Park station. Um, We've got improvements um, being done right now on the building at the DeGraff Nature Center. Um, so there's no shortage of those large things. So some of the questions were just like, hey, when are you going to get all these things done? And we're eager to get them done also, but they're they're big projects and they take time. Good morning. You're on the line with City Manager Keith Van Beek. Good morning. Your odor eater for the waste treatment plant, is that done? I like that, an odor eater. Uh, Yeah, so that is what I would call it. It's in phases of being brought online, Um, all the way up to and including that that anaerobic digester. You needed to input bugs from other communities. So a couple months ago, we actually had some assistance from the anaerobic digester in the city of Granville, and we seeded our own anaerobic anaerobic digester so we're in various phases of fully bringing that online okay i'll be glad when it works all right appreciate the call thank you 616-395-1450 and no there is no um plans right now to uh decorate it other than municipal gray which it is right now (laughs) Yeah, that's that was always a discussion. It's kind of a fun side discussion, right, Gary? Well, maybe some uh, lights and some displays that can be changed. Exactly. You, you, but use that like a, as a 
movie screen at the drive-in. That has that has <laughs> been a discussion, and I, you know, I'm just going to jump in there too and say that anaerobic digester. The purpose of that digester is actually not odor. The purpose of the digester is because different things changed in the market where the cost of still disposing of at the end of the end of all of the processes, the cost of disposing, um, they actually call them sludge cakes, don't think about that too long, was becoming just astronomically expensive. And the anaerobic digester, actually what it does is it further reduces the amount of end product, and it also creates opportunity where that end product can actually be used proactively um, for other items. So just just a, a little thing in there that the purpose of the anaerobic digester is, is not odor control. It's actually um, a more sustainable much more economical process that we're employing there. Uh, by the way, just as a note here, we will have uh, Holland BPW General Manager Dave Coster joining us uh, in the 1030 segment on Wednesday, January the 24th. And I assure you he will give a much better answer to anaerobic digester questions and the like than what I am capable of doing. He's thing- a great partner. One thing I noticed on the Wednesday meeting, which, by the way, there was a quorum, there was enough members, there were five, so they did, were able to conduct business, uh, they being the Holland City Council. One of the new city council members uh, sort of uh, did a salute to, uh, uh, to your staff and yourself about uh, getting them caught up to speed. Because the newbies needed, you know, basically had to be thrown into the deep end. You know, Monday after the election, you're sworn in. Following Wednesday, it's your first meeting. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, talking about um, kind of that budget planning cycle where we think we have a tried and true method, but we're always trying to improve it. Same thing. Um, And uh, Kim Rowan was was the new council member, along with Devin Shea and Michael Schultheis, our three new members. Oh, by the way, they were all there, I think. They were all there. Okay, because yep. they, they don't know any, they don't know about, oh, first meeting, I'll, I'll, I'll bug off. Yeah, know, so Kim them. referenced, you know, there is, and she, there is a very large three-ring binder um, that my staff and I um, have coordinated, and we give them, and it's basically kind of, at least an attempt at all the background stuff that you need to know and getting oriented. But then in particular, Kim referenced that we've taken a couple days where one day we went and spent an extended period of time at the Holland police department as part of our public safety department. And then last Friday we did parks and recreation. We did the transportation services building. We did the Holland civic center place. And then we also did the Collin park fire station. And really appreciated that from Kim. I think Kim just happened to be the one that that uh, spoke on it. I I uh, definitely um, have received similar comments from Devin and Michael of just quite frankly being a little overwhelmed by the size and scope of what we're involved with. Um, but then really appreciate you know the appreciation for our employees and the passion and dedication with which they serve. So we appreciate that. And I'll tell you, we're working on something that I think might be of interest to citizens. Um, A goal from last year uh, that we're now putting into place is we're 
we're going to have a Citizens Academy. We have that Citizens Police Academy. We're looking to build a Citizens Academy where citizens can sign up and they can get that same tour that our new council members got. More on that when Keith Van Beek joins us in a month's time. City Manager Keith Van Beek, thank you very much for joining us on Talk at the Town. Have a good month. Always enjoy it. Thanks, Gary. Thank you very much, Keith Van Beek on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.